Dan Steins here. He's the president of the Federation for American Immigration Reform. Good to see you, Dan. Heidi, great to see you. Yeah. We, got, we didn't have any trouble at the Beltway. Usually we have to get, give you a special passport because you're honest, straightforward, and no BS. And, you know, that's not normally allowed inside the Beltway. Is this year, true. Trump president, no problem getting in. It's I great, love great that. You know, you. this is a very exciting year, isn't it, with Trump, because you've got You've got enforcement up. You've got fewer people crossing the borders. There now there are parts of the travel ban that are being implemented. Talk a little bit about the travel ban and what that's going to do for America. Well, of course, for the first time, probably since Teddy Roosevelt, we have a president who ran as a pillar of his campaign, immigration control and, and getting the borders under control. And one of his big promises was uh, trying to ensure through vetting that we could actually keep out terrorists. And for those countries where we really didn't have proper vetting, suspending admissions. So as, as everybody knows, the ACLU have been trying to stop it in courts. And frankly, they lost most of the cases, but two of them succeeded in two circuits. This now got up to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court lifted basically most of the injunction, all but for really a very small number of people. Most of the people affected by the travel suspension and refugee suspension admissions were have no contacts with the U.S., so they're no longer really covered by the injunction. More importantly, it's a victory for those of us who believe that Congress has very strong power to delegate to the president the right to control immigration and for the benefit of national security. So that's really the question in this case. Does the Constitution give Congress that power to give to the president, as commander-in-chief, the right to suspend admissions if he cannot guarantee the safety of the American people? Mm-hmm. Well, the ACLU trying to make this argument that it's an Establishment Clause First Amendment issue. That it's, it's about all religion about or something. Yeah. It's all nonsense. But, you know, it's kind of like you bring 50 lawsuits, you get a couple lucky ones, <laughs> and, and judges who just pull it out of their, you know, yeah. judicial derrieres. That's true. And it, it creates, obviously, an obstruction and makes it difficult for Trump to move forward. But this was a clear victory. And where the court will come down now, you can kind of tell now for the first time where Gorsuch is, is leaning. And, he, of course, he sided with Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito in the dissent. And they said, look, this is crazy. Why This injunction shouldn't happen. This case really never should have been brought. So right. we're hoping to get a very clear restatement of what has traditionally been the president's broad authority in this area to protect the public safety. Yeah, we're speaking with Dan Stein, the president of the Federation for American Immigration Reform. One of the frustrations that I had with the the judge cited some of Trump's comments during the campaign as one of the reasons that he, he ruled against this. No, no, it doesn't matter what, the, what Trump said. Either he has the legal authority to institute this ban or he doesn't. That's the only issue as well, far as the, the way the, I see it. Proper, I don't want to get too legalistic, but the proper rules of statutory or you know construction is to look at the plain letter of the document. If right. it's not clear, then you can look at other things. But to actually try to impeach campaign statements to inform the interpretation of a legal document right. has the unintended effect of chilling free speech in a political campaign right. by telling a candidate, ooh, got to be careful what I say because suddenly judges are going to decide every law that I introduce or bill that I introduce, suddenly they're going to be interpreting it through my campaign statements? That's true. That's totally it's all, ridiculous. Oh, it's all about his intent. No, 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 no. His intent was to protect us. And of course inflammatory things during the campaign. We know that. All candidates do, or many candidates do. But you're right. It would chill free speech if people were terrified to mention anything that they might do once they get into office. Think about where we are today versus eight years under President Obama. We have now a president who, we have his marker, Heidi. Okay, he made very explicit commitments, major commitments that were a, a pillar, a marquee part of his campaign. Build the wall, criminal alien deportation, defund sanctuary cities, entry exit system, e-verify compliance, embrace reductions in immigration and improving the skills composition to make immigration work for America again. Lots of major promises. Now, the, the big challenge now is getting enough heat and pressure on the leadership in Congress. you got to tell those, you know, fat cat Bush Republicans who were stuffing Wall Street money in their pockets, 
Trump has a mandate, right. and it's their responsibility. They have an opportunity to take this issue from the Democrats, as we saw in these key states, Pennsylvania, yeah. you know, Russ states and other places. This, the immigration issue, people get it, okay? They get it when there's a transition in the labor market, maximally increasing your labor supply through immigration, depresses wages, interferes with normal American labor recruitment, and hurts the wages and working conditions for American workers. Right. Everybody gets it. Right. Who doesn't get it? McConnell, Ryan. I mean, you would think they would be, I'm not going to say they ought to bow down to Trump, but he delivered them, yeah. okay? The fix was in. Could, could, could somebody like Jeb Bush have overcome this wall of media bias in the campaign? Did he have the stuff? Right. Rubio? Oh, Maybe. Please. Yeah. Right. But, you know, look, the Republican Party front-loaded these primaries and expected Bush, you know, Jeb or, or Marco to carry Florida early on. That's why they shoved it forward. They didn't know. But Trump did was without precedent in American history. Outsider, never held, not even dog catcher. <laughs> Nothing in terms of public office they, he's president. They misread that, didn't they? They completely misread the entire, they misread, not only did they misread that it wasn't Jeb's turn, they misread the feeling of the voters who were tired of the same old thing and promises broken by both sides again and again and again. Right. So people don't have to love Donald Trump. Okay, he's a tough personality, but they do have to give him positive feedback when he's pushing the right things. And on immigration, Probably about eight out of ten things he's done since he's been president have been, in our view, the right thing. Now, there's a couple things like the DACA amnesty where he was squishy and really reversed the campaign commitment, uh, but he did repeal DAPA, the divert. Anyway, the point is that amnesty is unconstitutional. What Obama did, it's unconstitutional across the board. So he's done one thing we're unhappy with, but we can't allow that to allow us to not give him the positive feedback he needs when he's trying to push the wall. He didn't get funding for the wall, not because he didn't push it, but because the congressional Republicans don't take it seriously. They think they can continue to flim-flam the electorate. And why feet to the fire in events like this are so important is talk radio gives to the American people the, un, uh, the unfettered truth about what is actually happening so that when various Republicans try to flim-flam us with phony promises of future enforcement in exchange for amnesty today, we're not buying it. And yeah. so everybody needs to be vigilant and put the pressure on where it's needed and give positive feedback where it's appropriate. I think that's true. And, and not only that, the, the things that Donald Trump's doing have been great, but also there are there's this attitude. People are coming here in fewer numbers. Right. People are looking over their shoulders now in America. You should be looking over your shoulder in America if you've been here if you come here illegally and so there's a lot of that there are a lot of people who are going to self-deport you're you're basically empowering law enforcement there are more people rounded up even without necessarily changing new laws he's just enforcing some of the laws we've had all along on the books well from a political standpoint the republicans have an opportunity because the democrats ceded with the consensus center position that we can all agree illegal is illegal and the rule of law holds us together as a society right if you abandon that position the republicans as trump proved can run through it to great political advantage why would the congressional leadership want to walk away from a potent and powerful issue and not help Trump succeed in fully fulfilling these very explicit commitments he made in Phoenix? Yeah. That's the thing about Trump is he's the most the most amazing thing about Trump is the degree to which he's constantly being underestimated. Right. That is true, very true. Dan Stein, President of the Federation for American Immigration Reform. Great to have you. Great to be here. Looking forward to a great Always day a today and tomorrow, too. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. I'm Heidi here.